0: but I'll answer for him and maybe give him a chance to do it himself. So this says, in the guided meditation this morning, Max said, everything that is happening in this moment is exactly what should be happening. If we take this view, how can we be sure we're not using it as an excuse? For unskillful speech or action, or for reframing, refraining from speech or action which uh, Sheila demands. Sheila means um, precepts. Well, uh, when Max said this, I had the same, a similar take, <laughs> but not the same take, because he used the word should be. So. I thought, should be, not, it yes, but it could be a better choice of words, a word, because there are two levels on which things happen. There's the level that is the non-human level of causes and conditions in which things are just as they are. It has nothing to do with human beings. Things are just as they are, and so they happen as they should happen. Should, though, means that there's a a a, a causer. Should has the feeling of um, uh, uh, judgment, but there's no judgment in the universe. It just things just universes explode and who cares? There's no moral imperative, but there is a moral imperative to should, so I can understand the problem. And I was thinking, things do happen, everything that is happening in this moment is exactly what cannot be helped. Are you just scratching your nose? Oh, did you have a question? No, okay. So, um, uh, I think there's a better way to express that. Um, everything, you know, th- in the human world, that's the other world of causes and conditions where we create our world, uh, and then we set up rules, and then we set up... Uh, Um, good and bad, right and wrong, and so forth. But that's the human world. It's the only world where that happens. (laughs) But even though we do set that up, good and bad, right and wrong, should and shouldn't, everything happens just as it has to happen. Not as it should happen, but but as it has to happen because of the way causes and conditions come together to make something happen. We may cause certain things to happen, but they happen the way they happen. And then we judge them. So this is beyond judgment. He's talking about beyond judgment, everything happens the way it happens. So, and so we can do whatever we want about that. But nevertheless, it happens. <laughs> so, the, would. OK. <laughs>
1: Well, that leaves you still with doubt. <laughs> 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 then um, I have a question for you, uh, teachers: doubt—a good thing in Zen, a hindrance in vipassana? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Please discuss what Zen doubt is all about. <laughs> I guess this is from a Vipassana student who knows what <laughs> Vipassana doubt is all about. <laughs> the, um, I think it's w- worth saying you, you should be very careful about um, words and how they're used. And to realize that words are used, uh, same words sometimes are used in different contexts. And don't assume they're supposed to be equivalent. Uh, so we have this Jap, I don't know what the Jap is, a Japanese word for doubt.
0: Know what it is, though,
1: I mean, that they use in Zen and everything. But um, the great doubt, the expression in Zen, have great practice with great doubt, and um, the the doubt as a hindrance in the Vipassana is indecision or vacillation, uh, in, inability to decide, inability to commit and be engaged because there's all this uncertainty about well, where should I do, what what should I do, and um, But one way to see these two kinds of doubts is uh, there's one kind of doubt that limits us, that closes possibilities. Another kind of doubt that uh, makes us more unlimited, opens possibilities, opens us up. And uh, if you have fixed views, if you're caught up in your opinions, um, doubting your opinions, doubting your interpretation of the event, could be very helpful because it opens your eyes to look again and look more carefully and see it anew. If you feel a number of times very nicely uh, Mel talked about you know, please don't berate yourself, so if you are really good at berating yourself, uh, I recommend doubting the berateness <laughs> and doubting that inner voice that says you know that you're not you're not good enough or something you're bad or something um, those are, that's it's really good to doubt that and um and that, that doubt then maybe takes some of the force or the energy or the authority away from those thoughts that have those kinds of words. Um, you know, just, uh, and, um, so two kinds of doubt. And so d- uh, There's a healthy doubt and please use it. Please um, doubt the things that deserve to be doubted. Don't, you know, don't, all the stuff you give authority to, that's not really worth it. And, um, and then there's things that, uh, the doubt that limits you. I'll hold you back and um, and doesn't allow for the heart the heart's request, <coughs> the movement of awakening, the movement of practice, the movement of wholeheartedness to come forth from you because one of the most precious, precious resources you have is your ability to be wholeheartedly here for your life as it is and um, so to play with doubt and see what, see you can use doubt to help you be more wholehearted in here. Like, you know, doubt holding back. I don't know, this holding back that I keep doing, I don't know if I really, maybe it's not really what it's promising me. <laughs> maybe it's really not that good after all. Maybe I should doubt it, maybe I'll try showing up. And then and then sometimes uh, the great doubt that happens also is uh, as i understand it i haven't practiced so much this way but in um, some of the koan traditions the great doubt is uh, i understood like when you use a koan moo it's kind of like the moo basically it's the word no and um and uh, one way to use a koan to keep saying it to over and over move become a cow and uh it's a but it's a great practice because one way of you doing the practice is uh you say no to everything and it only works as a practice if it's really everything if you if you select what you know some things and so you doubt everything just doubt 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 and for the purpose of releasing the mind so the mind doesn't get stuck anywhere or caught anywhere just keep doubting keep doubting so the mind stays fluid stays fluid stays open stays open it's kind of like um, you know if you grab something with your hand then your hand can't be used to take the, pick up the next thing. Or if you shake someone's hand at a party and you don't let go of it, <laughs> you know, you can't go say hello to the next person. So, you know, you constantly wanna let go of the hand you shook so you can hand shake the next hand or pick up the next thing, right? So, so the doubt that lets your mind let go of the grip of thoughts so you can be fresh for the next time. So that doubt, let go, let go, so you can meet the next moment fresh and f- open hands, open mind. So enjoy your doubting. If you don't enjoy it, it's not good. It's not right doubt. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you very much for your questions. And there were other questions as well. There were great questions. And uh, you know, we can't answer them all. So we'll see tomorrow. You're welcome to add more questions to the board tomorrow. And then uh, we'll choose the one we think that sort are of somehow through our wonderful capacity of discernment. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll choose the one we think is right for the retreat. Uh, and, uh, but, but it's also very nice to get the questions. Even if we don't answer your questions, it's actually uh, very meaningful to, to see what your concerns are, what you're asking, and uh, what's alive for you. So um, please know they're appreciated, all the questions. So, thank you. So we have half an hour for a walk and then the last sitting.